Welcome to Married at the Movies, a podcast where a married couple discusses their sometimes wildly different views on movies. I'm Monica. And I'm Sean. And in this episode, we take a look at The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly Cry, three movies we've seen recently that fit into those three categories. Yes. Uh, so let's start off with The Good. Um, and the first movie that we saw recently, uh, a Netflix released, was the musical interpretation of the play live musical interpretation the stage yes. musical, yes yes it started as a book right then it became a stage then musical. it became a movie then it became a movie and then no, it became no. a stage musical right now it became a movie of the stage musical that's true We're talking of course of matilda right it's actually technically so roll dolls matilda Tilda. the musical yes yes we want to get technical yeah let's get technical yes yeah, so that, let's that, do it that was that that was this that's the Matilda we are talking about today. That's right. The Roald Dahl, was it Matilda? <laughs> Roald Dahl's Matilda, Matilda the, the musical. musical. Yes. Oh, movie musical or just a movie? Netflix original? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, very original. <laughs> <laughs> you got Roald Dahl, then you got Tim Minchin, then yep. you got yes, uh, yeah. So speaking of, this is um, the the stage musical. The music was all written by um, Tim Minchin, who. Personally, I was not much of a fan of. We saw him live. Yes. Um, you greatly enjoyed him, and I thought I'm a massive fan. Yes, I don't and think I was you can like, understate that. Yeah. I think the man is amazing. And I, at that time, was not a fan. Yeah, this was back probably 2015, mm. maybe earlier than I that. I think it was actually. earlier than that because I feel like oh I no, was... I was I was still living in Lancaster. Yeah, so I, I think, think was I was like in one of my like pretentious stages of like no oh, yeah. hey i'm not a go on i'm not pretentious I'm judge- <laughs> no I, i'm I judgmental i'm not pretentious. i don't think pretentious is even no the, i was like it was just weirdly i don't know i was like oh uh, he's uptight i would say yeah maybe Less pretentious than like, i was like oh he's making songs just about like being an atheist or something i don't know yeah i, I think i would probably enjoy him now yeah i mean i'm <clears throat> i guess you could say he's divisive in a sense that he tackles very um like you know hot bed subjects like religion and the you know hypocrisy of organized religion and Mm -hmm. other just like um political british things that go over my head when i listen but yeah yeah. i think at the moment i was just like oh yeah he's making funny songs of all these like hot topic issues like oh yeah. who at, at that time I how feel dare like, a comedian I know, tackle exactly. the issues of today i know how dare he and so it i'm if i go back today i'd probably like him uh, yeah because anyway, he's fantastic we saw we saw a local production of matilda the musical yep um not having very high expectations going into it yeah and i think that was on purpose like mm-hmm. you know obviously um i don't know about you but i love the original film with danny devito and uh yeah. rhea perlman and the actress from miracle on 34th um, street yes miracle on 34th street and mrs doubtfire mm-hmm. whose name i could never pull um and i i, th- I think it's awesome i think it's Mara really wilson. fun Mara wilson yeah mm-hmm. actually that rings bell and i should have been able to pull oh, failure. yeah pretty much okay well that'll do it for this week's episode <laughs> yes. of married <laughs> no, we're oh okay, okay. We're, we're still going, going. Yeah. okay um yeah but i love that that movie and i i don't think i've ever read the book <laughs> wow big shocker yeah uh, i i read the book i don't know if it was for school yeah um but i loved the book really? i don't know if i read okay. it just on my own or if it was through school yeah. um i don't the movie to me scared me when it first came out. 
like well i mean i think miss Trun like trying yeah. just like freak me out so i didn't but really but i all stories in general i think do that you know you have willy wonka which is like yeah trippy reading, and scary reading is different the witches, from seeing it sure yeah you know because you create the picture in your head mm-hmm. and it, i think you don't really like freak yourself out with the images you create yeah but when somebody else puts it up there so I think I remember oh, watching I, the I movie. I freak myself out quite often with the images I create <laughs> Oh, <in my> boy. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so I didn't personally love the movie. Right. Just Maybe just because it freaked me out when I was a kid. Sure. So not yes. like not because it was a bad movie, mm-hmm. just because I was like, oh, this is scary. And... Yeah. But when then we when we saw the musical, mm-hmm. I think I was over the moon about it. I mm-hmm. would honestly place it, you know, top five musicals for me all mm-hmm. time. I, I love it. And I think... Uh, part of the reason that I love it so much is the marriage of Tim Minchin and Roald Dahl. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a beautiful kismet serendipitous relationship between mm-hmm. the way Tim Minchin writes songs, um, his voice. There's like a sadness, but also hopefulness. Mm-hmm. And there's a cynicism, but like a wonder and mm-hmm. like an awe, like an awesome feeling, like in the true sense of, of like awe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think it, like, really mixes well with that Roald Dahl kind of, like, really ugly, but... Whimsical. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And um, I, I thought it was, like, uh, really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a huge fan of the story and how they told that and also the the music and the songs coming together, you know, to tell that story. I thought mm-hmm. it was an absolute um, home run. Yeah, basically. and the children were really good in the because we tend to be a mm-hmm. little uh what's the word like harsher pre prejudice or against, yeah i guess like when we know that there's gonna be children singing in a musical yeah like, i think mm-hmm. i i don't know if that's a just us thing i think that's kind of yeah. for everybody you know i mean like in in pop culture in general i think often um the like the kid is a either a target of sometimes undeserved over the top praise mm-hmm. or a lot of times undeserved over the top criticism yeah, with yeah. like Jonathan Lipnicki or um oh, yeah. uh another name is escaping me but the kid who plays Anakin in episode 1 or you know like oh. the mm-hmm. like the good and the bad of it like oh, it okay. swings wildly mm-hmm. on kid actors oh, I for just some meant, reason I was just thinking about kid voices Oh, that you're too. You're gonna watch a musical yeah. and they're gonna be like this, and you're like, "Oh my god, shut up, kid!" Like that. That. Yeah. Just the musical aspect. I'm not even talking about go. the talent of acting. And we have our preview clip for this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that. I but, see what you're But they yes. were very, but they were very good. Right. Um. So we we went into this, you know, hoping to love it because right. we, we predisposed knew to all the music already. We yeah. know the storyline and going into it. I mean, I was going into it just seeing. How did they take the book, movie, play, musical uh-huh. <laughs> and turn it into a movie about a play musical based on a book? Yeah. If, <laughs> if there was ever a film that I went in thinking, don't screw this up, mm-hmm. this was one of them. Absolutely. Because they have the blueprint, you know? So many things, like you have it set out for you. Mm-hmm. And they managed to delete things or try to add things Mm -hmm. and it just goes horribly off the tracks yes and in this it's like okay i understand excuse me Mm -hmm. i understand that the the musical is like three hours something like that you know it's a typical musical like 
things will be cut, obviously. Don't cut the wrong things, because mm-hmm. <laughs> there are some things in here which, if they had gotten rid of, I would have been really angry. angry. Yeah. And looking back, the things that they do cut from the musical, I think, are excellent choices. Made sense. Yes. Minus one song. <laughs> sure. I just didn't. I didn't want to have another the prom on our hands. Here, right. Exactly. Where I was. Where... I was so excited going in and really high expectations, and it was still, it, it was still good. But what you said, the choices that they made, like what what's left of the prom, the musical is it, fine. Right. It's, it's fun. It, you know, most of the songs are, mm-hmm. are great. Yeah. But the things they decided to add, or like character changes, slightly right. were. Just, yeah, and they they took out some emotional beats as well. See our that previous I think, episode. On yeah, the we have a whole episode that <laughs> is, I think, one of the most um, kind angry, of passionate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll say that we've gotten yeah. um, over a film uh, in the short career of this podcast. I yeah. would say um, so. Go back and check that out in mm-hmm. our in our. But archives. luckily, Matilda was not. A prom. <laughs> no, no, Where very we, much. This is the we both loved antithesis. Loved of what that. they did. This was one hundred percent to me what a movie musical should be. It had excellent songs by talented performers mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily huge stars. Yes. I'm looking at you, spirited. Yes. <laughs> uh, it had incredible mm-hmm. visuals that aren't anywhere like at all possible on, on a stage, stage show. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not just a filmed version of yeah you know what you see on stage but at the same time not over the top like we were I'm, making a I'm movie okay with that. but i didn't but not in this movie like yeah they weren't like oh because we have a camera we can do all these crazy cgi things or whatever right like, but they also do give you excellent direction and like utilization of the movie medium with mm-hmm. like you know, when they chose to go in close and, like, oh, sure, you know, sure. other, like, camera movements that mm-hmm. give you the, like, basically, like, theater in the round style view yeah, yeah, yeah. of, like, things that are happening within the scene that aren't something that you could see when it's on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, they just did everything correctly, mm-hmm. you know, where it's not just, like, well, why isn't this just a movie and not a musical? And oh, why yeah, isn't yeah. this just a stage play and not a movie mm-hmm. so like they you know threaded the needle for me like perfectly mm-hmm. no i agree with you that the um i i always like seeing talent that i mean we were looking on imdb most of the main people had only been in like three or four yeah other things and yeah and nothing too huge either no. like there i don't think besides emma thompson you know mm-hmm. there's like uh maybe one person that i recognized from something but it was a bit part in mm-hmm. something else so um and that's i mean that's the way to go like why why do we have to go james with, corden yeah exactly yeah just gonna say, not to go back to the prom <laughs> but like why why or, can't the or people... will ferrell or ryan reynolds well you know yeah. so <laughs> maybe we should have done a podcast on spirited yeah no we shouldn't no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it's not bad it's it not just, bad i'm not why... saying it's a terrible movie no, no, i'm just no, saying it, i would have enjoyed a musical that had People talent. who are exactly right, and the um, well, like Lashana Lynch is the who played Miss Honey. Um, her voice was was great. Right. Um, also excellent in Woman King. Go check that out if oh, you yeah. haven't already seen awesome. it. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. You know, so it was nice to not be distracted by like, you know, the like Emma Thompson. I was a little worried. I didn't know she sang. Right. You know. But apparently, uh, she can sing. Yeah, and it wasn't. I was afraid it was going to be all talk singy. 
right. type thing. And some of her songs, that's just how they sound. Mm-hmm. Um, more just kind of like belting out commands and those types of things. Yeah, but, it's a lot of pattern. But that one feature song, she like really built it and yes. was really good. Right. And she played the part um, really well. She managed to be very scary. Um, they made her more... I feel like a little more realistic looking than the 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 first movie. She's not as grotesque. Yeah. Yeah. She's more just like a a very beefy like buff mm-hmm. woman. Yeah, very yeah. just large and broad and mm-hmm. imposing. Yeah. Than um the kind of like like um, cartoonish. Yeah, almost gross, like like yeah. witch like mm-hmm. in the in the original. Yeah. Um, so, so I kind of like that. Like she still looked like a human yeah like, you know yeah i mean she did have crazy strength but she was still well yeah but i mean human. that's not the craziest thing to happen in this film so this is true yeah okay. um, uh, so let's talk about the things well anything else you want to talk about that you really like that they did differently before we talk about the things we didn't like that they did differently i wouldn't say that i i liked it because they did it differently i would say that the movie enhanced for me some of the songs the mm-hmm. main one being the phys ed song oh my gosh um that i did not notice i did not pick up listening to that soundtrack many many times mm-hmm. how they go through the abcs mm-hmm. in that song and it's it's um, phonetics. Yeah. Like not, yeah. there is the phonetic letter A, B, C, all the way through yeah. Z in the, well, Z because it is British. Yes. Um, like you, but it, tragedy. In, yeah. And like things yeah. like that. Yeah. Know, why, 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 why? It's, it's an incredible, like we watched it, we watched <laughs> the entire movie and then you grabbed the remote and mm-hmm. I was like, you're going back to the phys yeah. song, aren't you? Because you just have to watch it again. The way that mm-hmm. they, hammer that point home visually yes and then the other moment i think for me that sticks out for them being um truly faithful and elevating a song through movies Mm -hmm. is the quiet song oh yeah where you have this scene where it's bombastic it is frenetic Mm -hmm. and things are going crazy and the first part of that song is this excellent kind of I don't have the musical, like, you know, uh, vocabulary to describe it, but it's very involved. It's very rapid. Mm -hmm. It's very almost stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then literally things get quiet Quiet, and it, you know, pulls up into the sky where she's alone Mm -hmm. and things are calm. And to me, it was like one of the most um, moving moments yeah. in film this year like in general for me oh, wow. like i i just really really mm-hmm. like no that. i agree that the um they did a really good job of using the music to really like guide the plot and character development through the visual yeah uh, the visual aspect of it right uh which i thought yeah the that alphabet part i'm pretty sure when it was over i looked at you about to ask you like did you know that that yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure i said did you and you said i never knew that yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah yeah i never picked up on it maybe at the at the at the end i did realize the there were some letters. why 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 yes. to the phys ed yeah and like that i got but mm. n- i did not realize through the entire song is the alphabet yeah. if you if you don't watch this whole movie you should at least watch uh that scene yeah it's a uh, fantastic yeah it is it is excellent but you have some criticisms on things they changed well they that they removed um 
I I was upset that the um well I don't I mean this I wouldn't call this a spoiler. No, sorry. There, yeah, a song I mean, if from you the don't, musical that is not in the movie. Yeah, if you and, don't want to know anything about it, if you've seen the stage play mm-hmm. and, you know, don't want to know what got cut or mm-hmm. anything like that, just kind of fast forward a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's not really it, it's really not going to affect yeah. really the way that you um, see it. In fact, it might help if yeah, you're so if waiting you know, for a moment. No, it doesn't come. If your so. favorite song from the musical is Telly, you're not going to see it yeah. in there. And they, they cut the whole brother character, which didn't bother I me. didn't feel it at all. No, I think yeah. if um, if anything, it probably would have made you dislike the parents even more because they were like nice to one child and yeah. not to the other one and like that sort of thing mm-hmm. i just think that song telly is really fun and i it, liked it it is for really the, fun um, like the like the juxtaposition of matilda wanting to read for stories and the father just being like oh i just want to watch tv and everything i need to know i can just learn from television yeah so i i don't have a problem with them cutting it mm-hmm. i think partly it would almost not necessarily like humanize the parents mm-hmm. but give them a moment you know Mm -hmm. and and see something from their point of view and kind of give them too much um pathos to an extent um also the the song serves no purpose narratively at all it's the comeback from that they took it away it's the comeback from intermission song just like hey here's a little ditty for no reason yeah yeah. and i think i think the one that actually hurts more to be cut is the mother's song where Mm -hmm. she's talking about it doesn't matter what you say as long as you say it loud like i feel like that one holds more weight in -hmm. terms of the show as a whole Mm -hmm. um i did think it would be fun if they would have kind of given it um as a kind of fan servicey thing over the credits Oh, where like yeah. in like uh, Paddington Two esque, mm-hmm. where you yeah. get that kind of like musical number from Hugh Grant to mm-hmm. kind of run it there, yeah, yeah, um, just kind of a, a wink and a nod and like a you know fun little mm-hmm. little thing. Well, yeah, and who knows? Maybe maybe it was in the first cut of the movie. Maybe it was. Yeah. Maybe they were taken out. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not. We'll probably it, never know because there's no such thing as like, like DVD extras anymore. anymore. So I know, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not like, I'm not going, oh my God, how could they have cut that? Mm-hmm. I was just disappointed just because I like that song. Right. I was yeah. like, oh, I just wanted to hear that song. Yeah. Uh, but I, I agree with the changes that they made. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it makes sense. It was just like, oh, bummer. I wanted to hear that song. I think one thing that they did cut that possibly hurt the movie a little bit more was Miss Honey's, um, any of the... Mm-hmm the real songs from her perspective mm-hmm. she does get the verse in to, when i grow Jenny up or... yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. um but she does get the verse in when i grow up mm-hmm. which is really um i thought both in the stage play and in the movie it's a very powerful thing because you know it's this whole thing is about like kids not having any agency at all but mm-hmm. sometimes it don't adults don't (laughs) adults don't either you know so it's Mm -hmm. this very like um powerful moment uh in that song which is already just so i don't know that song just like really gets to me yeah yeah. like the sadness but again like the hope and the kind of i don't know there's a lot going on in that song and i'm a huge fan but Mm -hmm. but 
um yeah i think from her perspective you're missing a little something to really make her the kind of hero that she is in the first one Mm -hmm. um she's a little um less fleshed out i think in this version yeah i could see that um well and then they also add a song the end what song the still holding my hand oh that is original yeah that's original to this one um yeah that was was, uh, it was very sweet and um well we don't have to go if you don't want a spoiler or something like that but yeah um it was a very sweet ending it is yeah and that um yeah that to me felt very uh recent to mention like his his new albums aren't so much the like here's a two and a half minute comedy track uh-huh. it's like more there's a there's a little bit of comedy there but there's also a lot more emotional weight and um a lot more you know there there mm-hmm. um so yeah it that one to me like was was really nice mm-hmm. too in the like you know like existing just to kind of bring everything home yeah because the stage play just ends with revolting children right yeah the which is a banger the ending yeah the, is an absolute banger the way you end a, a stage musical and the way you end a movie are right. going to be different are, from are each two other. totally different things it's not like just big loud ensemble stop curtain people right want, exactly because you're a not more of a closure you're and you're also not getting that like rise to your feet mm-hmm. applaud wildly and then have the actors bask in that exactly. moment right yeah. you know like their job is done they're already working on their next projects or whatever so mm. yeah um yeah for a movie it definitely worked no um, i agree i don't i don't even think i clocked that when it happened um that it was new. Yeah, no. I, I was just, just like, oh, I don't listen to this song as much. And then, I, I just know because yeah. I just Googled it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was seeing if maybe there was a, a deleted thing about, like, why, if Telly was in the movie or something like gotcha. that. Gotcha. And then All right. I wanted to you sound smart. You made that smart. pretty seamless. I you, wanted to sound smart not, that I knew that that song was not in the original. You did not have to give that up. So I, I kind of blindsided Sean on that one. I legit just thought you knew that. <laughs> did not. Oh, wait. Can we just cut and I'll make it sound like nope. I did know that? All right. Moving on, <laughs> yeah. shall we? Uh, anything else on Matilda, though? Yeah. I, I say if you love uh musicals of any stripe watch this if Mm -hmm. you like the original watch it i've only seen one person say that like oh my god the 90s one is so great and this one is nowhere near the level they're they're just wrong they're they're (laughs) too stuck on what they thought it should be Mm -hmm. to to really find the beauty in this one Um, so if we're gonna give this one a rating yeah what are you giving it i give it a 10 i would also give it a 10 it's exactly what it should be and yeah, it was just a delight. I have a feeling we'll be talking about this a little bit later in um, our, when we our year, yeah, year end to review. our year end uh, yeah. review of Great. our top ten films of the year. Yes, and top ten. And this year, I don't think I'm going to put best, favorite, whatever. Just top ten, this whatever is, that means to us. Yes, that's what it is. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, so that covers the good. Uh, let's move on to the bad. So we saw Babylon. Yeah, more like. Babble on. Oh, Am I right? That's a good one, actually. <laughs> Babble on. More like, where are the three hours of my life? So, fun story. We go to see this movie. 
at our, you know, favorite place to be, the Ambler Theater. Yes, in beautiful and Ambler, Pennsylvania. I was trying to decide, like, mm, what was I going to eat? Was I going to get, like, a small popcorn, a little snack? Was I going to get a large popcorn? Was I going to get a Dr. Pepper? Was okay, I going to get a nice tea? Hold on. You've never gotten a large popcorn. Oh, medium popcorn. There you yeah, go. Yeah, sorry. You know, like, what was I going to drink? And then, then I'm thinking, okay, how long is this movie? You know, I'm thinking two and a half hours and you know you take out your phone and you're like it's three hours and nine minutes and i was like haha stop joking and you were like no it's three hours and nine minutes yeah and i from there on probably went into the movie thinking i was gonna hate it <laughs> yes you did your entire demeanor changed you became whiny yes. you became yes. just kind of angry yes. that you were in any place mm-hmm. at that time that wasn't a couch or something i don't know but yeah you you hated this film before we got to the theater yes Uh, but i mean i just here's the thing i just you know i went into avatar knowing it was three plus hours mm -hmm. um went into recently watched film knowing it was going to be over three hours you could say rrr it's not a secret talk about it later (laughs) not not later in this this episode later yes um just knowing what this movie was, I'm thinking, how on earth could they had like how could they stretch this into an over three hour movie? Yeah, I'll admit. I mean, I don't care about runtimes as much, especially now when we're you know on break and neither of us have worked mm-hmm. this week. We mm-hmm. can go like our days are ours. Mm-hmm. You know, if this was a you know it's Tuesday night, you want to yeah. go catch a movie. Sure, what's playing Babylon? Great, and then realize it's three hours. It's like Ooh, I have no night left. Mm-hmm. It's a little different, but it did kind of, you know, um, I it had a a fraction of the effect that it had on you on me as well. It was just, where I was like, "Ooh, really? Yeah, like really." It's just I knew it was it. The subject matter was not something I was going to want to look at for three hours. Yeah, but I before the movie started, I cleared my mind and I was like sitting in the lovely Ambler Theater. I don't know. I still coming from I said, all right, that's my enough. Side. I'm gonna stop. And um here I am in my happy place with my wonderful husband and we're just gonna watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was the uh the madams speaking uh, through me right there. Oh no. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then I was like, I'll give it a try. And for me the first 45 maybe an hour i was like this is cool okay i'm still not really sure what they're gonna do for the next two hours but i'm down with this this is interesting and then (laughs) no i thought i thought you were gonna agree with me at that moment i just like to say when i like when you say i agree yeah i mean (laughs) i i probably agree for more of mm-hmm. the film's runtime, but mm-hmm. yeah, go on, go. Yeah, no, and it was like, okay, it's old Hollywood, that sort of thing. Uh, I mean, there was some like weird, what, what am I looking at thing. There's like, a lot of that. I think they were just like, okay, let's make this cool movie about Hollywood, and then let's make it over the top. What are some like really weird things we can get people to do and like just put it out there? Mm-hmm. And just some of the imagery is just like, why? Like, I sure. don't. I didn't understand that. Okay. Um, but then, oh man, it got slow. Wow. Yeah. And then there were like it did. It did. Three it got very different storylines going on, and 
it was they were just like let's here's an idea let's also do this like oh great awesome anybody else have any other ideas yeah let's also do this cool let's put that in and none of them really they only connected in the way that they were all in hollywood and their stories weren't even that different from each other like everyone just wants to be famous that i agree with you know to yeah yeah especially manny and Margot Robbie. Yeah. What was her name? Uh, Something. L- Nelly. La... Nelly Nelly LaRue? No, LaRoy. Because oh. it was the king. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's oh, right. Roy. Yeah, Nelly LaRoy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so for me, Babylon is an excellent two-hour film that is like Wonder Ball shoved inside of a three-hour and ten-minute just kaleidoscope Mm -hmm. of what tf yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't know maybe some of our madams are are younger (laughs) yeah but um i i there is a lot in this film that i absolutely adored Mm -hmm. there is a multiple times there are the making the picture like in 1920s hollywood right just like basically set pieces where for 20 minutes you're just making a film and making multiple films across multiple points yeah you're on set with the directors and the yelling cut and then you know no get back over here and do this like the 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 intensity of it the back and forth between characters the parallelism Mm -hmm. of their stories the you know kind of the big break moments all happening at once mm-hmm. and it's fantastic mm-hmm. and incredible and then they draw it out to their logical conclusion based on you know the time and the predilections of the characters and mm-hmm. their you know tendencies towards um you know uh <laughs> excess and yeah stupidity indulgence and and the things of the time and everything but then like you said it meanders into these other points where it's like is this truly necessary and did we need 25 minutes and what tf is toby Mm -hmm. mcguire doing yeah and i don't know i feel just like certain things that throw in there just to be like to shock people yeah like oh wow that's weird that's some weird kinky thing okay like yeah but it it wasn't necessary it didn't help anyone's storyline or anyone's character development it it reads like someone who has read many many accounts of old hollywood and Mm -hmm. the seedy underbelly and the things that we don't think of Mm -hmm. when we think about the studio era sure and they wanted to include all many, <laughs> many of them mm-hmm. in this film. I think there is a point at which Brad Pitt's character really kind of reaches his denouement with mm-hmm. his career, with the Hollywood system, and with you know the life he has chosen. And there is a amazing monologue mm-hmm. from um, Jane Smart, Smart mm-hmm. that is. I think the heart and the soul of what the, the movie, movie is, is about. A, exactly. And it is beautiful and it is awesome. And Brad Pitt's reaction to it is perfect. Yeah, it's very good. And like, let's just put it out there. Brad Pitt is a movie star. Mm-hmm. He is fantastic. I don't, he, a lot like Tom Hanks, like, you know, 
I'm looking at Brad Pitt, but he kind of, I think, can dissolve a little bit more into his roles oh, yeah, than yeah. the the massive names. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just so incredibly watchable and really, really good at portraying like emotion. Agreed. Subtly, With just his face. Subtly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't eat nearly enough in this film, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think at that point, the movie should cut to black yeah, and, and say the... Babylon and roll Done. credits. Agreed. And to me, that would have been a very emotionally satisfying ending. Maybe before that, you add in like one scene mm-hmm. with um, the, put the, the two leads to, to the close yeah, their, yeah. their story a little bit. But I just think... And then Damien, it, just, it just went on for 45 more minutes after just, that. Damien Chazelle just like does not like have somebody to tell him like... You need to cut 45 minutes from this film. This is where your movie should end. Because there is way too much bloat in here. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I, I struggle with because there are things that I'm still thinking about today. And we saw, you know, a couple days ago that it's like, wow, what a what a great scene that Mm -hmm. was. But the (laughs) the amount of junk mail in my mental inbox (laughs) from that film is like pushing down my starred conversations you know well and then i mean my biggest complaint with it was just that it was a ripoff of singing in the rain just adding sex and drugs (laughs) there's a lot of that i mean that that's that's pretty much it yeah and then well we'll stay free of spoilers right that we can just both say the last five minutes of the movie was infuriating yes it was i mean (laughs) you want to talk about pretension oh we forgot to make the point we wanted to make with this movie oh, okay, let's do this little montage at the end and everybody will clearly get the point we're trying to make. I don't even think it was the <laughs> point that they made, though. I think it's antithetical to the point mm-hmm. of the film. To, like... I, I don't okay, then think... We want this movie to be Oscar-worthy, so we'll pull in this five minutes in the end I think about how they just great Hollywood is. <laughs> the last eight minutes of the film in the Oscar broadcast, yeah. because that's truly what it is. It's like mm-hmm. your yearly movie, like... Heartbreak feels good in a place like this type moment. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I can just see the memes with the, you know, the tears running down the main actor's face, yeah. Manny's face, and like just putting any random thing in a box next to it with impact font under it. Yeah. So Babylon's the latest entry to me in this trend this year of filmmakers that are reckoning with mortality. And that can be also like, their mortality as humans and as filmmakers, mm-hmm. um, whether that means like their actual filmmaking mortality where they will no longer at one point be able to make more films mm-hmm. or the mortality of the film industry as a whole. Like Just movies dying. Right. Yeah. So like these, theaters dying. Th- these are the films that are coming out of the COVID shutdown. Yeah. So where they like literally saw their filmmaking lives flash before their eyes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just going over the films of this year, you have the Fablemans where mm-hmm. Spielberg is reckoning with like this nostalgic, like longing for the mm-hmm. innocence of film and like how it can transform young minds and whatever mm-hmm. you have empire of light with Sam Mendes oh, yep. and his love letter to the escapism of film that mm-hmm. ultimately for me fell short of being anything mm-hmm like truly moving mm-hmm. but had some great places um amsterdam with david o russell um a stopped giving him movies <laughs> but b he you know kind of is playing with the role of the artist 
um, or lack thereof mm-hmm. in like the functioning society and like what role or what purpose does any artist have and what do they contribute to society at the same time he's talking about like the power of art being able to take down large you know things yeah i have put that movie out of my memory so i, sure. I, I still really like I Amsterdam. With you. i <laughs> hate that i like it now that i know what i know about david o mm-hmm. russell and he can you know go to hell but <laughs> um you have martin mcdonough to a certain extent with banshees of inishirin talking about what it means to oh just sacrifice not about the film part but just well, mortality any any creative endeavor really mm-hmm. i mean yeah, that's yeah. all what these are right they're, yeah, his is about song they're t- versus yeah, yeah so they can write it in this you know mm-hmm. metaphor of like yeah, sure. any type of creation like what you leave behind right and what, what movies and what art you leave, can behind, leave behind what you sacrifice yeah. to make art and what Value. to what extent is that mm-hmm. sacrifice idiotic right mm-hmm. i mean that's a lot of kind of what you struggle with in that film is, yeah is like what is he doing again more on that later i'm mm-hmm. sure uh in our future podcast yes. mm-hmm. um you have tar which yeah. also struggles with um the art and artists and like mm-hmm. kind of separating the two and like what lives on after an artist is found to be wanting in some moral respect um sure not so much with her but like with yeah. what she represents well, yeah, the, again we a later discussion on... um that that one's also about i think gatekeeping and mm-hmm. pretension in you know pretension the... definitely <laughs> right the whole thing was pretentious but the, the good and bad of pretension <laughs> sure right and now babylon with damien chazelle like talking about completely eradicating the notion that hollywood was ever innocent yeah and then also kind or of glamorous right but, exactly yeah. mm-hmm. and you know which i think is very very obviously you know uh prudent today yeah as well so like there's just all these films that are dealing with this creative process and you know film as an industry and film as a um medicine almost Mm -hmm. so like it's really weird and this one i think is one of the least effective of all those films that i just mentioned in really rendering out its point like beyond like hey hollywood's messed up and always has been yeah and i don't know if we needed a three-hour movie to tell us that not so i think besides that jane uh gene smart Mm -hmm. monologue like there's a lot yeah no i just you know being and then essentially the, snorted up the noses of like yeah people and then in how, this film. how a lot of besides brad pitt's character how the other characters sort of like ended was like they ran out of ideas in my opinion <laughs> they're like how should we end this okay we'll we'll end it this way yeah i think and it was just sort of i think it's weird to have two of the main three their stories end so concretely and so mm-hmm um kind of realistically mm-hmm. and then the other gets this weird fanciful yeah, yeah. type ending um that's general that enough for not giving spoilers <laughs> doesn't really work for me yeah i don't know to me it was just like we i think besides, okay we've gone on long enough we need to end it so yeah. what do we do okay we'll do this this and this i mean Boom. besides whiplash and uh first man which obviously has a an ending built into sure, it because you're telling already, the story yeah. of you know the moonwalk mm-hmm. I think Chazelle has a real trouble with endings Mm -hmm. and those endings kind of really missing the point of what he's been saying through the the runtime of the film. So 
I don't know. I, yeah, I, I struggle with it because I do think that there was a lot of there, great in there. There was good stuff in there, but ultimately it yeah. fell flat and I wanted an hour of my life back. Yeah, this this should be one of those films where it it comes out, it's really good, it gets the kind of buzz, and then they release a director's cut. And like maybe if you watch that the second time through, you're like, oh, that's interesting how he like added all these things, but you don't necessarily think like, oh, that's the movie they should have released. You yeah. Know? Oh, so that's the other thing I did right before the movie started is I looked up the Rotten Tomato score. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, apparently this... <laughs> because people agree with us. <laughs> yes. And Babylon is actually, for that and number of other reasons, is going down as one the worst bombs yeah, of the a, year it flat. is it absolutely tanking so much money and yeah. people honestly i think if you want to get people back out to the movies you can't make your movie over three hours long i think it hurts i think mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can make that argument when literally the other the movie that's making all the money right now I, is but avatar, avatar is totally different right but people know that it's that long to begin with and it the first one was such a huge success people have been waiting for this one yeah and they they know it's going to be that long because it was famous. The first one was famous for being that long. So people are willing to put in that commitment. People looking for, hey, what should we... Like, Babylon was not Avatar 2. So you're not going to, like, get that same sort of, we have to go see this. You're scrolling through, what movie should we go see? Well, this one, ooh, three hours? No, the babysitter's only here for this long or whatever. Yeah. I just yeah. think it, I, you, you can't... It's, you can't make a movie that long if it doesn't have the big draw like Avatar. I don't know. It is Cameron. award season, though, and Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt. And so yeah. there's a lot of things to bring you in to this film. I don't I don't know if that mm. holds as much water for me. And, and I disagree. And people don't want to sit that long. But people anyway. will, though. They yeah. will. Well, we did. Yeah. Begrudgingly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's, um, let's we've talked enough about the bad. Uh, what is I think we gave this movie the same rating as well. Babylon? Yeah. Oh, I forget. I think I was I I for a very long time I was at like an 8 and then I believe I knocked it down to a 6. Yeah, that's what I also. Yeah. It was 6 out of 10. Yeah. An hour shorter. Yep. Maybe it would be it. But uh so okay, that was the good and the bad. Um so now we move on to the ugly cry. Mm-hmm. Uh which doesn't necessarily mean that we ugly cried. No. More of the characters in the movie ugly crying. Uh and this was the much anticipated uh, Brendan Fraser role in The Whale. Right, directed uh, by Darren Aronofsky yes, of Mother! Of Mother. Fame. So, you know, <laughs> I was like, you better be better than that. Okay, well, we could have a whole <laughs> other podcast on Mother and why that movie ruled. Ugh, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this was way better than... <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. Way it, better than that. I, I now, this one I think we will, um, we'll have to do a spoiler section on this one. Um, just for at least my notes of things I want to talk about are gonna be spoilers yeah i guess yeah well you haven't seen my list of notes well no i'm just trying to think in general like there's no like kaiser soze moment or anything in the whale but you know there are things Mm. i guess that would if you knew going in Mm. though they're i would say telegraphed fairly heavily some of the reveals in this oh yeah i mean Um, yeah if you don't know it's about a morbidly obese person and him trying to reconnect with his daughter right that's pretty much it Mm mm-hmm but yeah, for me, I don't know. I was hesitant to kind of go see this. I, I didn't. Not that I think it was going to be bad, but I kept hearing like, "Oh my God, Brendan Fraser is amazing." Which, mm-hmm. yes. Um, but to me, it was like, okay, this is just going to be, for lack of a better term, like struggle porn, like mm-hmm. where you're just watching somebody's sadness and their 
you know, they're, you know, just like utter, I don't want to say wreck of a life, but, well, but just to the, an extent, the it physical is. physical and the emotional. Their, their limitations and them just being beaten down by mm-hmm. whatever those are. And I was so happy to find that this film is way more than I ever mm-hmm. thought it was going to be. There are so many... I agree. Like, I thought it was going to be like completely depressing the entire time. And right. it, I mean, it is, it's a sad look at, you know, someone's life, but it wasn't this downtrodden, poor me. Like, yeah, I would say we've watched way more depressing films though than this. Absolutely. This year. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't, I thought it was going to be extremely depressing, hard to watch sort of thing, but I was, I was really in it. I was sucked into his character pretty quickly and, you know, I think the movie did a really good job of slowly revealing more things. Because you're obviously going to get a story for how he got to the point where he is. Right. You know, people don't get there overnight. And I think they did a really good job of slowly giving us a little more detail, a little more detail to empathize with him, you know, a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah. And it wasn't just him, though. That that was, yes. for me, the biggest this was a, feature. This was a family in turmoil yeah for me it was the fact that every relationship in the film even the ones that are made with strangers throughout the course of the film is really realistic and like you feel the weight of both sides Mm -hmm. of the interactions and it's not just you know his struggle to connect with his daughter his struggle to um live you know his honest life but also kind of deal with the fact that he knows he's hurting his best friend mm-hmm. and things like that like there's just so much like pardon the horrible metaphor that just Wait, popped onto me. my no i was gonna say there's so much meat on the bone oh. <laughs> <laughs> in this film that you know there's just it's so fully realized with only a cast of what six maybe and literally one location yeah that this film feels larger than than just um like the play that apparently it's based on yeah we learned i just realized that it only is in his house the front porch and like one little flashback (laughs) yeah yeah one tiny little flashback that none of the actual actors are even in it's like a a second unit type shot wow yeah I mean, a movie really has to be good if you can be in, like, one location the whole time, and it would be super interesting. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, there's a ton of, you know, mm-hmm. movies like that, that. Yeah, but sometimes they're really boring. It's like, right. Oh, my God, they didn't go anywhere else. They only stayed in that one place. Yeah, I do know Arrival. One, one person. Okay, hold on. No, that your uncle doesn't like that. Okay, yeah, because yeah, Arrival is a... <laughs> Yeah. Flippin' masterpiece. Yeah, no, I loved it. It's like some people didn't because it was only in one location. <laughs> yeah. Well, those people are wrong. Yeah. It takes place in many locations, if you think temporally. Okay, that's a different movie. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a very different movie. Yeah. But yeah, for me I was so pleasantly surprised by what mm-hmm. I actually got out of this film mm-hmm. that uh it really it it just um it was going to stick with me. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, you said it wasn't just a, a character movie. Um, it really was like the whole dynamic of all the different people in his life. And 
<laughs> more about mortality, like you were talking about before. Uh, what I really liked about it, it, it was pleasantly um, a movie about um, writing. Yeah, and, that was a good good aspect. You too. know that as like an English teacher was like, oh, he's making points. You know, it turns out he's a professor online, a school online, and about writing and trying to get his daughter to write and storytelling like became a really important part of the movie and that was a really pleasant surprise for me yeah and the the title too comes in in that uh, yeah right uh, effect because they're you know they're talking about moby dick a lot which mm-hmm. um i thought was a it was a great use of illusion but at the same time some points of it kind of pulled me out of the movie because i was thinking about i've never read moby dick i wonder if these characters are analogs to you know is he ahab is um liz i think that was her name in the daughter no the The wife oh oh, yeah yeah, is that you know queequeg or ishmael or or somebody else Mm -hmm. um but that to me is just like the nerdy English major. Sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that, I've never that's, read. I've that's never that's read definitely Moby not going to happen to everybody. So, um, but I thought that that was cool too because it wasn't like, oh, that's messed up. They're just calling this title character the whale because no, he's like was, massive, yeah. and it's like a really clever turn. It's super. It it's more about the like unobtainable and. Than it is calling him a, a whale. Yeah, like it's that. the whale in the movie is his overcoming, like all these things. It wasn't. It wasn't really about him. So that's interesting. Do you think? And this might have to wait till we get a little further into mm-hmm. spoilers. But what did you think was the whale? The unobtainable, or like what what he's chasing? Yeah, I, like was there a specific thing, or was it is it multiple things? For each character, I think that's I think that's part of it that each character is searching for something else, right? And they're not and thinking, maybe putting the blame on other people, like where he is sort of the way like he is the problem, like his you know decision to leave and getting to this weight is causing everyone's problems. Mm-hmm. But really, when you learn about the other characters, they have like their own big whales to overcome and they can't if they fix him it's not going to fix them yeah which i think is very so like the way like the the whole entire metaphor yeah yeah they're saying oh he's just so obsessed with catching this whale and he thinks his life is going to be so much better when he catches this whale Mm -hmm. so for the other characters it's like we want to fix him and our lives will be better but as we well for for some of them i would say some of them it's much different and Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot more going on. Yeah. That I think their lives don't even. Um, but it's like a place to start. Like our life is messed up, but like, yeah, I want to fix somebody else first. Yeah. Sort of idea. Like all those, almost all those other characters were trying to fix him. Or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm thinking mostly of the estranged wife. Oh, like she wasn't. Yeah. She wasn't really trying to fix him. Mm-hmm. She, but I think that relationship to me was like one of the greatest in the films because you can see the. She's not a one note. Oh my God, get out of my daughter's life! You mm-hmm. didn't want us. You don't 
get us that kind of thing mm-hmm. like you can see the love there yeah that still exists between these two people mm-hmm. and the struggle of everything that goes on with that but also the you know the pull back to that mm-hmm. person that you know that you know you at one point loved and yeah that one scene was like really pretty i i thought yeah. that was like an incredible performance mm-hmm. um both from brendan fraser and the actress um who we just saw this year in she said um and was also the uh agatha the precog in minority report oh fairly oh, certain that, that was the same actress oh, okay. yeah um, uh, yeah she was very all the acting was good in the girl from stranger things was really good yes yeah she was great she it felt to me early on i was like okay this is just max with like the angst turned up to like 10 Mm -hmm. but um there's a lot more layers that come in later where you're like oh okay she is she's got chops yeah so that was that was fun to see Mm -hmm. speaking speaking of layers of things i think it was an interesting interesting look at religion on top of this also and the concept of um well i think we'll just say hey if you haven't seen this movie and don't want to know anything then don't like listen to this part i don't know like (laughs) yeah i I mean i I think this i think this part is 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 pretty early on in the movie that i'm not going to consider it a spoiler where we learn that he is gay yes I, i think that's pretty early on in the movie that's pretty much the first scene yeah okay yeah so yes he is he yeah. is gay. Right. So I think exactly. it was one of my favorite parts of the movie um, was uh, he he asks his daughter, you know, do you find me disgusting? Mm-hmm. And at that point, he's talking about his weight. And then later on in the movie, he asks another character, do you find me disgusting? And it's about his homosexuality. Right. And I thought that was just so interesting to look at how you know, okay, he's morbidly obese and people can be like, oh my God, you're disgusting. But this particular character wasn't thrown off by his appearance. But when he starts sharing about his life and loving another man, he is disgusted by him. Right. And it was like, wow. And that kind of hypocrisy of acceptance versus, you know, the tenets of whatever it is that you yeah. choose yeah, to Yeah, he wants him and... to accept, oh, accept Jesus in your life and saving you. But, yeah. but, oh, but Jesus can't accept you for being gay. So you should forget the, with the line from the Bible, he's like, forget the body. The whatever. flesh, like, so yeah. Just ig- Don't stop ignore, living in the flesh. Or yeah, ignore the, the fact that you're attracted to men and let Jesus save you. Yeah. It was Or as two other amazing writers you know have written turn it off (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) no because then you're just keeping it low (laughs) (laughs) um i just thought that was i loved that moment when he is this person is now all of a sudden physically repulsed mm -hmm. by brendan frage's character but not because of what he looks like about how he who he chooses to love and it was just a really awesome look at like how people can be so judgmental Mm -hmm. so not only are people judgmental of people who are overweight and oh how could you let yourself get this way like it's a choice similar to homosexuality like oh how could you choose to do that when it's not a choice yeah Yeah. there's there's so much going on in this movie Mm -hmm. that uh you know you can spend a lot of time unpacking it all but i think 
the obviously one of the big themes too is is honesty and like what mm-hmm. that means and i think again this is kind of a little bit of you know the post covid like dealing with n- not necessarily like creation but like just mm-hmm. society as a whole and like just the things we don't say to each other and the mm-hmm. things that we kind of have to do in order to you know get good grades or mm-hmm. be you know looked upon as like somebody that is you know thought to be like a good person or mm-hmm. something like that and all the things that we don't say to each other or mm-hmm. the things that we don't do because we can't live like that in somebody else's eyes and just the way that that impacts who you are and the again can't think of a better word but the weight that that puts Mm -hmm. on yourself and the 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 way that that can hold you back from many other things and Mm -hmm. when he starts you know breaking down and getting real with people there are ramifications to that that you know in the grand scheme of things he didn't do anything super bad no you know but but there are consequences that happen because it is the real world and that's the kind of lack of honesty that has to be yeah you know and his daughter is honest about something but we don't know if she did it to be good or to be bad right really interesting moment and he's convinces him himself yeah oh she did this like she kind of out somebody Mm -hmm. but we never get her perspective on it in the movie and And it turns out the consequence is positive Mm -hmm. but we don't know about her intention yeah. And then you're like, well, does the intention matter? Right. Exactly. It the, also raises that, you know, kind all of, is well that ends well type yeah. of thing. And that's the whole, like, a good place argument. Yeah, you know, exactly, <laughs> it's yeah. like, um, what we mean, but what we owe to each other. Her character is completely, I would say, hers is the most honest out mm-hmm. of any character. Mm-hmm. And you're the most, I think, ambiguous on her because, yeah, she's kind of a you know terror a jerk yeah (laughs) (laughs) and kind of a jerk Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like well she's just saying what she like wants Mm -hmm. to say you know and there's you know when she starts going off on the um leaves of grass song of Mm -hmm. myself um and like saying her honest opinions like she can't write that essay because she'll she won't get you know passed again so like yeah i thought her character is like incredibly like kind of put in the position of what we strive to even though she's mm-hmm. probably the least likable yeah like or we tell we tell people that they should be honest be honest right but if we're truly honest you flunk out of school and mm-hmm. <laughs> people might not like you yeah that so it's like walking this fine line of honesty and perception and people liking you right and playing the game mm-hmm. that everybody's playing mm-hmm. but nobody wants to yeah you know but like one person can't just break that facade down no so yeah there's yeah this one's gonna stick with you yeah, for a really while con- i like, think it really will there's a lot to to just think about yeah the good like i felt like i had the similar struggle that like the family was having it was like oh who's to blame here who's a good person who's a bad person yeah and then it was kind of like we're all kind of bad Maybe right. Good too. And is blame mm-hmm. even like a useful thing mm-hmm. to 
to inspect. Yeah, or is know? it just, you know, move on from here? Right. Yeah. I loved 98% of the movie. I will say there's, um, there's one shot that I was actively angry at. What's that? Um, well... Spoilers. This is definitely a spoiler. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely a spoiler. Bow, 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 bow. We're going to talk about the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that that's exactly what it is, is, mm-hmm. is the ending. And the, the, I mean, I get it, the metaphor of when his feet lift off the ground mm-hmm. and the white light and, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't think it should have happened in this movie. Yes. I, I just don't like the breaking of how real and grounded everything was with that Mm -hmm. final fantasy um if you want to go to like you know the flashback in his mind of Mm -hmm. him on the beach i understand that i get that and i'm i'm cool with that but the actual lifting of him off the ground Mm -hmm. and even to a certain extent the him getting off the couch at the end yeah to me was borderline um kind of not hokey necessarily mm-hmm. but like a little too schmaltzy oh. like a yeah bit. i don't know i thought that was a powerful part and as she was reading the essay to him and like getting closer i thought it was sort of like physical closeness and emotional closeness and i i, I did like i see your point i get that but i think it was a little too mm-hmm. much like you guys get this right yeah they're literally moving towards each other yeah, in this I, moment i can see that i liked it but i can yeah. see her my yeah i did not <laughs> my problem with with the ending is him if he died at that moment i think that's schmaltzy like yeah this is the moment as i agree my, as my daughter yeah. reads this essay to me yeah i die here like that's annoying if if he actually did die there mm-hmm. and then it i was his character was mostly likable to me and i could empathize with him and sympathize with him and in that last moment i was angry at him like you were you could get help you're not and beyond that you're gonna sit here let your daughter watch you die yeah just when you've you know gotten a relationship with her and then now you're like oh no please don't leave stand here and watch me die i it was just i mean it's okay to not like a character but Mm -hmm. i was going back and forth and pretty much liking him and then at the end it was like oh my god like how could you do that (laughs) i see what you're saying about the like watching him die part Mm -hmm. and i i get that i don't agree with the the rest of what did you just say (laughs) (laughs) what was the other part that you said i was just saying that like he opened himself back up to her and wants to build this relationship only to not get help and that's that's what it was the not get help thing Mm -hmm. i think that to me is his um I mean, it's like his tragic flaw, but that's mm-hmm. his pursuit of the white whale is mm-hmm. to make sure that she is better off than he is. Mm-hmm. And I think what that means to him is to make sure that she has, has what money. she needs okay. and not has finally a father in her life. Because mm-hmm. I think he, it's a little selfish, but he just wants to know her. He doesn't want to like be her father again Mm -hmm. so it's more of a um kind of like she is good Mm -hmm. 
and he has like finally seen who she is Mm -hmm. and loves who she is so the only other thing that he can provide for her at that point is the money that he has Mm -hmm. you know because he's not like he's being honest in that he is he's done yeah he's he's not going to get better yeah it just it made me just angry at him man i get that but i also like she's starting to like you and all this stuff and you could be there for her as a father yeah and if he was a human choosing not to fight if he was a human in my life i would probably feel the same way but Mm -hmm. as the character in this film i thought Mm -hmm. it was fantastic yeah it just it just made me mad yeah that he didn't at least like try yeah i get that and i feel like the daughter will just hate him even more now (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah or yeah, I mean, obviously, that's going to mess her up pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, she's already pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then, not. What was with the bird? I was trying to think <laughs> of that, too, and I think it's, it's just... kind. He's kind to think about birds, or yeah. that he was feeding the birds better than feeding himself, because they were eating, like, fruit and stuff. There was a lot to be said <laughs> about eating in this, too, in the mm-hmm. way that they... Um, I mean, we're in full spoilers, so mm-hmm. let's talk about it. The way that his partner died basically by starving himself and then ultimately committing suicide yeah was that i mean were they just kind of saying like he was in a depression and wasn't yeah or or anorexia was his main problem i don't it was i don't think so i think it was just that is the way that his trauma manifested i tried to get him to eat yeah so so by feeding the bird, he's making sure that this bird won't waste oh, that's away. An point. But also then, you know, he's dealing with his trauma by overeating, you know, and not kind of doing the opposite and like mm-hmm. over um correcting for the behavior of, of Alan. Yes. Which I thought was, you know, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think Oh, that is also the interesting, like the persona of the, or of the gay, like homosexuality versus heterosexuality, mm-hmm. where is the wife more angry because he left her for a man or just as angry as if he left her for a woman? Yeah, that's true because, because she, said, she does literally say that. I had to explain to people that you left me for a man. Yeah. Oh, so it would have been better to say to people, he left me for another woman. Right. So, like, the stigma of how we, how society accepts homosexuality, I thought that was also kind of interesting. Because she specifically says that. She's like, I had to explain to people that you left me for a man. Yeah. Well, just left me in general. Does it make it better, make it worse? Yeah. That it was for yeah same gender. Yeah. And, and I like it doesn't have to answer that question but no. i but i enjoy the fact that it it brings it up. it put it yeah it put it out there yeah so it was it, ultimately this was a movie that i thought was going to just be about the prejudice of people that struggle with their weight and a guy who is struggling to get a better weight mm-hmm. and it was neither of those well it was some of those things. A little bit of the those prejudice things. But of, that, I wouldn't say that's what the movie's about. No. At like all. He, he's, like you said, he's not trying to get better. He's right. just accepted that this is the choice he's made and he probably can't fix his health. Mm-hmm. So he's just going to let it go. And it was about the prejudice of people who are overweight. But it was much, much more. I I, I still, I disagree the, with 
it was about prejudice against people. I think you only get one scene in which anybody's... Oh, okay, two scenes. Because he, he refuses to turn the camera the, on. The pizza guy, I was thinking, was oh, the okay. one scene where he reacts in a, you know, in what you think would be a typical fashion mm-hmm. of somebody seeing this this person. Yeah. Um, and then the students, I thought, was a incredibly interesting. Yeah. Because you had such a great mix of people trying to hide their reaction. Mm-hmm. People, like, outright Just for, like, reacting. Laughing. Yeah, yeah. You saw a couple of phones, like, enter mm-hmm. the camera boxes to, like, you know, somebody taking photos mm-hmm. and stuff. I thought that scene was incredibly but just interesting. Even his need to not turn the camera on from the beginning. Yep. It's like he knew they're, oh, going, True. they're going to think I'm less right. capable of the teacher if they see that I am morbidly obese. Yeah, and I think it renders those moments, but it's not about those no. moments. Well, that's not, but I'm saying that I liked it about that. It right. wasn't. It was, it was a movie about a man struggling to, like, deal with his mistakes and his choices and things that have happened to him, who also happens to be morbidly, morbidly obese. obese. Yeah, yeah. And a Definitely lot of agree. a lot of the problems were things that happened before he got to that point. Right. Um. So it was. I thought it was really interesting. It was way more. It said a lot more than I thought it was going to. Yeah, and I'm very thankful for that because mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's a incredible film that everybody should really see. Agreed. So yeah, should we get to our ratings then? Sure. We haven't talked about this yet. So we haven't. <laughs> oh, this is really exciting. <laughs> we don't know what the other person is going to say. Say at the same time. Sure. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Okay. One, two, three, nine. nine. Yeah. Nah, okay. Nice. <laughs> and I think we all docked it one point pretty much for the Just ending. Just for the ending, yeah. And I don't necessarily know how it should have ended that would make it a 10. Yeah, I don't either. But I just don't love what they did. Yeah. And this is one of those films, too, where I th- it, the more I think about it, I might just move it closer to a 10 and, mm-hmm. like, be a 10. And I can I can get past that one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I there's just so much here to to unpack yeah it's, it's definitely a movie that will stay with me for a couple of days yeah i i can't wait to you know read other people's reviews and mm-hmm. hear multiple takes on this and i'm sure i am positive this will be nominated for at least three probably well, he's got to get best actor he sure. he'll uh, brendan fraser will definitely get a best actor nomination i think uh hair and makeup will oh they better oh, well Ten thousand percent win, and now <laughs> knowing that it was should. based on a play, yeah, I think adapted adaption, screenplay, yeah. yeah, for sure, um, and all deserved, one hundred percent. Oh, deserved. totally, especially the makeup man. It's really yeah. impressive. He yeah. looks like he is that weight. Yeah, he does. And I mean, I don't really know anything about makeup, but looking at that, it did yeah. not look fake. I mean, there was a. <laughs> I was, you know, looking for seams or Me any too. kind of, you know. But, kind of in a creepy way. And and who knows if they digitally retouched anything. I, oh, I don't could. know. You know, I would assume that in things with um, so much uh, added to you that, you know, that might be necessary. Mm-hmm. And it might be common practice, and, mm-hmm. you know. But I would have no problem if it was. But, yeah, yeah wow. The, um, the makeup was, was incredible. Agreed. Yeah. So that's, that's the whale. That's the good, the bad, and the ugly cry. Yeah. I'm actually curious. I wanted to ask you, 
you uh, not watch more trailers, but I think kind of pay more attention to trailers. Did you see a trailer for I The Whale? I saw one trailer for this. Okay. Were there any of the big lines yes. in it that were ruined? Okay. I yes. was, yeah. I was, as they were happening, I'm uh, like, I'll I, tell you when we're done the podcast. So yeah. if viewers, if they have not seen a trailer, don't watch the trailer. Don't watch trailers. Just watch At it. all. Just listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> Just listen to what we tell you about whether or not you should go see a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, remind me. I'll tell you yeah. after. Um, and it, I, I only saw like the trailer once, so I wasn't looking for the moment. Right. When the moment happened, I was like, oh yeah, that was in the trailer. Yeah. But I, but I didn't see the trailer so often that like I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten about it. Right. Not, not like, uh, she said with who did you talk to? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or I, I must've seen payouts, that at least 10. What payouts, <laughs> yeah. Fred or whatever Fred, his John. name is. Yeah. 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 Ugh. Stupid trailers. trailers. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I, that was the good, the bad, the ugly cry. Being, I mean, I did cry. I cried. I didn't ugly cry, but more Brendan Fraser ugly crying. Yeah. But it was really good ugly crying. Yeah. It was excellent. Yeah. Um. So our uh, our next episode is going to be the big. Everyone is anticipating. Yes. The, the, I get so many people. Oh, the Mary Sean. The when's movies? that episode? I dropping? know they're like begging me. When are you going to release? Knocking down our doors. Your top ten list. Yeah. Well, soon I think. Some of us have a couple movies we want to watch. Yeah, there's I think three days from now, two or three films that are still on my like. This has a very good shot of cracking the top ten that I still want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the Whale was actually one of them. Yeah. So yeah, I'm there's, glad I did. Yeah, there's probably some that will fall under the year 2022, but we won't be able to see it in 2022. Yeah, that and weird it, Oscars overlap. Yeah, it might have to. I might also have to still have to one. figure out whether I'm going full on. I saw it this year. It might have came out last year, but it hit theaters by me this year. Yeah. So I'm counting that, and that would include films like Drive My Car, or The Worst Person in the World. Oh, yeah. Um, which were two films that I absolutely adored I think this if year. they were nominated for Oscars last year, they have to go <sighs> See, that's year's... how I feel, too. Yeah. And part of me is like, damn the man, this is when I saw it. And mm-hmm. But the other part of me is like, well, there are rules for a reason, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Which, the, the movies of 2022-ish. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned for I Know You're All just waiting so much for our champing at the bit <laughs> for our top 10 uh list so we will we will compile all of those things and vigorously add up the points and <laughs> declare there, there's points yes <laughs> oh, we got a new new thing this year points for you you know you gave it a 10 10 yeah. like what is, what's gonna make so a, i actually a top haven't talked to you about this but i think that this year I feel like our list will be pretty disparate besides maybe three films. Mm -hmm. And I think we should just make them in secret and not know each other's list at all until we get. That's interesting. And just be like, number 10. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that could that could work. Okay, cool. We yeah. could also do that, and then it ends up we only talk about like thirteen films between the two because of us we all because have the same we ones. have the same ones. But yeah, it was a good year for movies. It was a really good and year, and we didn't fight a lot for movies. Um, <laughs> I saw more movies this year than I've ever seen in a year. I think nice. so. Yeah, it's going to be hard to put it down into ten. It it really will because there's a lot of nine there and were tens in my spreadsheet. Really great movies this yeah. year. 
That's right. I keep a spreadsheet. Yes. I could use the letterboxed, but I keep a Excel. <laughs> no, sorry. A Google Sheets. Sheets, yes. Yeah. Spreadsheet, which yeah. comes very handy. Come at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very handy. Yeah. To compile all the movies. And if you want to come at me, you can do so by commenting <laughs> on our posts on uh, Married Movies Podcast mm-hmm. on Instagram or send us a... Uh, email email at marriedmoviespodcast at gmail.com let us know feedback send what us you your think? top 10 before we do our top 10 yeah it we'll, might sway maybe us you'll get a shout out you get Who a knows? shout out on the, on the next episode yeah we'll shout out we'll shout you the <laughs> heck out that's for sure wow. <laughs> we're we're nearing that point madams yeah. what you didn't hear was the fact that we had to start this podcast, I think, six times because of uh, somebody had the giggles. No, somebody made me have the giggles. I don't think that's a thing that can possibly happen. No, you were like, you need to do that again because you did this weird thing. And then I was all self-conscious about doing that weird thing again. And it took a while. Right. To that sounds like a start. you problem, not a <laughs> me problem. Anyway. What she doesn't know is that I found the audio to those and I'm going to put them at the end oh great <laughs> whatever you got the giggles in too once. did you include that one once yeah, okay well that will be in there too yeah anyway uh join us next episode for the uh highly anticipated awaited uh best of 2022 movies um but that's gonna do it uh for this episode of married at, at the, the movies, movies. Oh, come on. Welcome to Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Welcome to Mary. Oh, my God. Welcome to Married at the Movies, a podcast where a married couple. (laughs) What happened?